amigo tiene This city is a dumb and blinded thing. A circus of beasts in wool hats and waistcoats. This city, well, they say you can trust the rats, at least. This city is the only home I've ever known. This city is a vapid, useless thing. But you can't really help it, can you? A window must be an eye and a mirror to satisfy the dandy and the voyeur both. A home is a stage for the dilettante and a refuge for the wallflower. A bartop, both the seat of romance and the last bastion of solitude. These foundations once again groan under the weight of all this desire. Well, such it is. And such it always shall be, but not here, not in the second component of the third act of Quinn's Mechanism. doesn't make any... Oh, I see. They've got them organized by relevance rather than incidents. This cosmological structure is... Is this meant to be literal or figurative? Physical spheres of heaven or a metaphysical tearing of the elements? Harriet! It's a sort of world tree, or at least analogous. Roots in the river, branches in the sky. Harriet! There's no one here by that name, Mr. Eyre. Go away. <laughs> Ooh! Feeling brave today, are we? I have work to do. Yes, August did tell me he'd shuttled Eleanor's little project off to you. Eleanor? Eleanor Kostansky. Hmm. You've met. We haven't, unfortunately. I was supposed to have her in the second semester, but she stopped coming to her classes before the first semester had finished. She used to come up on occasion in my conversation with August. I think I saw her with him at the Elephant's Heart once. Yes, well, you're hardly missing much. She seems very bright. Not only clever, but organized. I wish I'd had her as a research assistant. I think we could have gotten a lot done together. And she wouldn't have had to worry about my leering at her. I would watch your words, Harriet. Why should I? You've already admitted August doesn't review these tapes. I'll say what I like about him. Damn! <sighs> Can I help you, Mr. Eyre? You know, Harriet, I've been thinking- God forbid. Ooh, you really are just asking for it, aren't you? 
No wonder you like that gauzy dancer so much. They really were awfully sharp with you. Are they like that in private as well? I suppose that's what you enjoy, hmm. I'll thank you for not speculating about my private life. It can hardly help it. Like I said before, riveting. The particulars of my affairs are none of your business, Desmond. I just can't help but wonder. The two of you, well, it's hard to picture. Good. I don't want you to picture it. And I ask that you refrain from trying to. Like I said, I've been thinking. <sighs> I think I was too harsh with you when I said your dear old mummy and daddy would be rolling in their graves over... You know, your betrayal of Deutschland and her esteemed leader. Whatever you're going to say, just say it. Well, your parents were loyalists. You said so yourself. And? It occurs to me you're a bit of a loyalist yourself, aren't you? In what way? Well, they had their Kaiser... And you've got yours, don't you? <laughs> oh, for all your talk of being an American, you sure didn't get very far without swearing fealty to an emperor all your own. You know how many languages I speak, Desmond. Uh, beg pardon? Enough to know there are not enough words in this world to express how much I despise you. Ooh. <laughs> you are a vile little imp of a man. You flatter me, Harriet. <laughs> are you done? I suppose I could be. Then be done, please. Go bother someone else. I think I shall. After all, I'm already keeping poor Samantha waiting. What? Wait. Stop sitting there and looking at me without saying anything. What do you want? What do you want? I've bought you a gift. What? I thought you might be feeling a bit bored cooped up in here all the time. So, I bought you a book. You do like books, don't you, Sandra? No! No, 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 no! Now, that's rather rude. Aren't you going to say thank you? Get that away from me! <laughs> Whatever for? It's just a book, Sandra. What could it possibly do to you? I recognize that... that thing! <laughs> really, Sandra? Just a quick look won't hurt you. No! No! Oh! Eager, aren't you? Please, yes, just please, just just read the letter. I, I I'm not here to hurt this you. This is a joke. It is in very poor taste. Uh, I, I can't assure you, Mister. Uh, Miss. It is just uh, Kaiser. Uh, 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 yes. Well, uh, I can assure you, Kaiser, that this is a complete. Jimmy. <laughs> It was just getting good, too. 
Do calm down, Sandra. Look! No! If you'd bothered to look when I'd opened it up for you, you'd have known right away that it couldn't be one of those big, bad, nasty books you're so scared of. It's just that I've had the cover redone. Doesn't it look nice? I... I don't believe you. You're just trying to trick me into reading it. <sighs> Here. I'll read it to you. How's that? Will that make you feel better? <clears throat> you can be sure that if you are to follow the recipes in this book as they are presented, using only the finest coppolent sun's ingredients, your finished product will be one of utmost quality. What? Couple and sons, the first choice for men and their mothers all across America, available at your local grocer. Couple and sons company, established in Marion's Bay, seventeen fifty-two. Chapter one: Stews and soups. Just for men and their mothers, huh? Ghastly. No wonder this book scared you. <clears throat> huh? A dreaming rabbit stew. Hailing from the lower south side of the city, dreaming rabbit stew, sometimes called fizzy broth, has a unique taste unlike any other. This lively local favourite is sure to please the table. You tricked me. First... The ingredients. Two pounds of stew meat. Rabbit, of course. Cut into cubes or chunks no larger than a man's thumb. About this big, Sandra, don't you see? What is wrong with you? One can of Coppel and Sons signature condensed meal broth, undiluted. One and a half cups of onion, finely minced. Four potatoes, white or red fleshed, boiled and chopped. Ten to twelve beets, quartered. One cup of seltzer water. You knew! Two tablespoons You knew how much that would scare me, and you can't even say juice. you're sorry! Two bay leaves. A quarter of a teaspoon of rosemary, one teaspoon of salt, and a quarter of a teaspoon of black pepper. Citrus zest recommended, but optional. Doesn't that sound simply... <sighs> scrumptious? Why? Why? Hmm... Why indeed? That's enough for today, I think. Enough for today? Does that mean- Ah, <sighs> the last stop before salvation. Lord help me. Hello, Quincy. Uh, okay. Hello, Damien. 
That's what we're doing, right? The name thing? Sure. Though I think you've got an edge on me. If we make this a competition, I'm gonna run out of Q names long before you even scratch the surface of all the names that start with D. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Not if we get into Roman names. I mean, my name could be... Theophrastus Quintinus McDunn. <laughs> Is it? What? No. But it could be. <laughs> Ridiculous. Also, you do know Theophrastus is Greek. Is it? Damn it. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I quite like you. Um. Thank you. You're not understanding me. I don't really like people. They're all a bit much. I can understand that feeling. I know you can. That's why I like you. Honestly, I think the whole world could stand to have less people in it as a rule. But, if it must, it might be a little less intolerable if more of them could manage to be a bit more like you. I think you might be the only person on Earth who feels that way. Hmm. No fixing bad taste, I suppose. Whose? Yours or everybody else's? <laughs> you seem in a much better mood today. This probably isn't what you want to hear, but... Frankly, it's a relief every time that door opens and it isn't Professor Howard coming through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't let him hear you say that. He could be surprisingly sensitive. You might hurt his feelings. Good. <sighs> Have you thought about what I said? Which part? The playing the fairy? Playing along, yes. I have. And? And I'm not sure what you're trying to achieve by suggesting it. I can't understand what you expect to gain from having me deceive Professor Howard like that. Or why you want me to. Don't you work for him? August and I work together. In pursuit of a... Mm. Similar, but not identical goal. How's that? Unhelpful. Then, let's put it this way. I've decided I like having you around, and as I said before, if you don't play the fool, one of two things will happen. The first is that August does away with you, in which case you'll end up dead. The second is that you'll get yourself tangled up even further in this whole business with the books, in which case August will want you all to himself. 
Either way, I won't get to see you anymore, will I? Really, Quintrell? I thought we went over this. Does what I want factor into this at all? Well, do you want to die? Not especially. And do you want to spend an hour of every day being prodded at by August? No. Jesus, no. Then stop fretting and just do what I tell you to. Alright? Alright. I'll, I'll try. Great. Now you. Huh? I called you Quintrell. Now you. Are you surrendering already? Even with your advantage. Isn't that a last name? Is that allowed? Are you trying to disadvantage me even further, Quaid? That's two. You're falling behind. <sighs> uh, damn it. Um, it, Dimitri. Ooh, Russian. I like it. One more. Um, uh... uh Come off it. There um, are so many to choose from. Surely you're not drawing a blank. Uh, did you? What? Did you? It's... It's French. <laughs> what must the inside of your head look like that you went and skipped past every dick, David, and Donovan in the world to Didier? Just... It's a nice name. It means, um... It means longing, I think. It was the name of a boy in a story my parents used to read me. Oh. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. One foot already through the door and me none the wiser. To think I've been made such a fool of, though that is in your nature, isn't it? So... A boy named Longing, hmm? Very French. Are you sure you're not trying to tell me something? What? Not falling for me, are you, Quimby? What? Uh, no, uh, definitely not. Uh, uh, Donovan, I... Didn't you use Quimby before? No, that was Quincy. And you can't go using Donovan after I just used it as an example. That's cheating. Try again. Uh, damn it. Um, uh, Damascus. Damascus? There's hardly a name. It's the name of a city. And what's next? Routes and avenues? You'll have me calling you Queen Street East if I let you get away with that. What are you talking about, Desmond? Sir, the interloper and I were just getting acquainted. I was under the impression you'd already had a chance to get acquainted with Quinn here. Yes, well, I thought it important to establish a rapport. Hmm. Yes, that's fair. I'm glad to see you taking your responsibility to our newest colleague so seriously, Desmond. Ugh. Was there something you needed from me, Professor? 
No, not particularly. I was just hoping to have a word with Quinn, if you don't mind. I've neglected them terribly, and I was hoping to remedy that. It was hardly avoidable, given the circumstances, but still. Do you need me to leave my recorder, sir? That won't be necessary. I've just come from consulting with the diviner. Of course. Give me a moment to clear the room for you. Try and remember what I told you, alright? Sure. Thank you for your patience, Quinn. Like I said, it's been an unusual week, but that's no excuse for how long I've kept you waiting. What are you... I know. Oh? What is it you know? What is it that you think I know? Hmm. I must say this is an unexpected change of pace. It seems... Out of character for I you. don't think you know me nearly well enough to have any idea of what's out of character for me, Professor Howard. Yes, I suppose that's true. Like I said, I have been neglecting you, and I am sorry for that. Quinn. I'm not. Now, don't be like that. How are we to achieve anything if you insist on being hostile? Forgive my rudeness in saying this out loud, but... You pretending we're both equally invested in your success will not make that true. Desmond must have been uncharacteristically lax in his duties. He's usually very good at making sure the benefits of cooperation have been made clear. Dr. Eyre was very persuasive. I think you'll find the problem lies with me. Dr. Eyre? Did he tell you he was a doctor? <sighs> I'll have to have another word with him about that dishonest streak of his. Really, it undermines trust at the worst of Did times. Did I say he told me he was a doctor? Pardon? Did I say he had told me he was a doctor, Professor Howard? You very clearly called him Dr. Eyre. I did. Are you suggesting that to be something you attributed to him without prompting? As much as I admire your efforts, Quinn, he hardly deserves it. Desmond is an excellent assistant. But this isn't the first time he's told exactly this lie. I know. Do you? How curious. Hmm. Has anyone ever told you that you're somewhat difficult to read, Quinn? Am I? That seems appropriate. <laughs> Was that a joke, Quinn? You tell me. Hmm. Well, it's good to know that you're not in such a dire state that you've lost your sense of humor. Speaking of your difficulties with written language, I brought something for you. I won't force you to read it, mind you. I'm just indulging my own curiosity. Uh, you're very quiet, Quinn. Could it be you recognize this volume? No, I do. Oh? It's Di Arboro Folis Rubidis. Or something like that. On a tree with red leaves. 
the red-leafed tree, but still, I'm impressed. You're familiar with Latin? Not at all. Ah, uh, then you must have read an English translation. Though, I'll admit I've never heard of a translation with the title, The Tree with Red Leaves. I haven't, and there isn't. Quinn. A tree with red leaves sits atop the well from whence we draw our water. Its roots have burrowed deep, and, when we called upon them, the axemen of the village sunk to their knees and wept for the beautiful tree, and could not be persuaded to strike at the snarl of its roots with their blades. We feared we might perish without water to sustain us, but the tree with red leaves which sits atop the well weeps golden tears and bids us drink our fill in the morning. I, in my solitude, fear the devil seeks to solicit us into his embrace. The tree is very beautiful, though not like a man, and its voice is rapturous. Incredible. I had thought perhaps you have a different modus of interacting with the written word, but it seems I was right. That's my mother's book. Pardon? That's from my parents' library. You can't possibly know that just to look at it. Then open the cover and prove me wrong. <laughs> You're not. How did you know? Why wouldn't I know? There's nothing to differentiate this copy from any other. It's my mother's book. How fascinating. Shouldn't you return that to the university? What? <laughs> you almost had me. You really are far cleverer than anyone gives you credit for, Quinn. I'll admit, I was completely taken in by your little show right up until you mentioned the university. Very clever. I don't think that's true. You really ought to give yourself a little more credit. The fact that you don't comprehend why I know what I do may say more about your cleverness than mine, Professor. You know I donated my parents' books to Deacon. You work at Deacon. And that's clearly a book, specifically a book, pertaining to a fringe religious doctrine in medieval Europe, which my parents specialized in, from the library at Deacon. No. I'm not very clever, but apparently neither are you, so it makes sense that I would seem like a genius to you. You certainly do have your father's temper. Quinn? Hmm. Well, I suppose that's enough for today. I'll visit you again and we can continue our conversation then. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs>